This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. My rundown still says 2021. Thank, we're going to be doing that for the next two months. I'm really bad with New Year stuff. So. <laughs> Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, though? Happy New Year, everybody. Mm. Happy we New made Year. It. Have you guys seen the things that say 2022 is the same as 2022 T-O-O? T-O-O, yeah. Makes me kind of get sweaty on it. That's kind of sad. Yeah. 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 That's kind of sad. I hope it's not. (laughs) I'm I'm sticking. Choosing not to believe it. Listen, I'm not. I came into this year. This is going to be the best year ever, everyone. Yeah, yeah, Like, I'm just. I agree. You know? Like. Well, how often do you get that kind of symmetry in a date? 2022. It's very cool to say. It's fun to yep. write. I don't really write the date February anymore. February 2nd is going to be pretty cool. That's two, right. two, 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 two. Yeah. At yeah. 2 o'clock, at 2.22 in the afternoon. There's a lot to look forward to here. Okay? <laughs> Guys, this year's going to be awesome. That's like a trigger for the rapture or something. You know? It is. It will be. It is going to be a good soon. year. Finally, this is the year where all things are made whole and we can live worst case scenario. in eternal peace. The very worst case scenario, this will be a year that at, at a, a specific minute, you can write 2022, 2p.m., 22 minutes, 22 seconds. That's pretty cool, guys. Yeah. That is cool. That's probably, that's a good sign for a really fun year. That's a lot of twos <laughs> we get to write. So Humans are entertained by the smallest stuff. <laughs> we like, yo. We're hey, clinging we to what we can, Derek. Twos, what's We're clinging to what we have, okay? <laughs> we got to look forward to something. Or someone's going to have their baby on 222 at 222. That's kind of, that would be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know. Well, I guess. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so sure. much to look forward to. <laughs> for sure. So much to look forward to. Yeah. There's that. And That's all we have for this year. And hey, we're scraping. We're scraping the. We're scraping the bottom. Yeah. Of the barrel yeah. right now of optimism. Listen, like, right. if somebody was like, yo, why are you excited about 2022? Oh, well, February. <laughs> there's this one day that's going to be super cool when Listen, we write a check. To be fair, there's more than just there's more than just February 22nd, 2022 at 2.22 p.m. Okay, there's more than right. that. There's also 2.22 a.m. So there's a lot to look forward to this year, guys. Yes. Lots. That's right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to author Nish Wiesef. It's a fascinating conversation. She's a speaker, uh, author, and a spiritual director. And she's been an active voice in the conversation about deconstruction. But not maybe maybe the twist isn't what you think. You don't want to miss that conversation. It's, uh, it's fascinating. So stay tuned for that. Also, at the end of the show, we have a game for you. Good news for people who like fake news. It's kind of a 2021 recap. We test... The uh, we test how closely the cast was following the headlines last year. I uh, don't want to miss that, but right now, stay tuned. Up next, it's slices. You want me to explain, so hear me out. The only reason I've been down and out is because you never want to hear me out. So hear me out. 
You're listening to Victor Internet. The song is Feel Myself. Well, today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, no matter who you are, your mental health has a serious impact on your life. And it's something we should take seriously. But too often we put off therapy as something that's only for people facing serious issues or we wait until we're facing a crisis before we reach out for help. The truth is therapy isn't a worst case scenario. It's getting set up with a good therapist now uh, that will ensure you to have the resources you need to deal with life's emergencies when they do come up. Start the new year outright. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy resource that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Uh, BetterHelp is more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. Well, right now, relevant podcast listeners can get a special deal. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash relevant. Just go to BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash relevant to get 10% off your first month. Okay, it's time for... Slices! Kicking off the new year right, Jesse. What do you have this week for Slices? All right, guys. You know, we we are called to be a peculiar people and let no unwholesome talk leave our lips. And Amen. that's my uh, one of my resolutions for this year. No unwholesome talk. And data is showing that this is a resolution that a lot of people should probably consider making this year uh, because the pandemic has changed the way we speak. And I feel like, especially for our audience, we keep this pod safe for the little ears out there. So this is this is important information for them to know because the Wall Street Journal did a really interesting piece this past week about how our, the language that we use has changed since the start of the pandemic uh, in 2019. And what they have found Can is... Can you believe 2019 was three years ago? Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, at least you said, hey, Jamie, thank you for saying, oh, my gosh, there, there you because go. <laughs> the research shows that uh, there's a pretty high likelihood you would have used another word there because <laughs> there has been a dramatic increase in the amount of profanity that Americans have been using since the start of the pandemic. Um, now, they used a couple different methodologies. Um, so one looked at uh, the use of, 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 of explicit words, kind of the, the standard four-letter bad words we're not supposed to say. Um, they looked at the use um, from the end of November uh, through uh, 2019. Oh, I'm sorry. They looked at the use of those words from 2019 through 2021. And they found an increase of 41% when they looked at the mm. use of those words mm. on social but how, media. How do they look at the use of it? Is on it people media. self-reporting or oh. is it they're looking on social media? Okay, they, got they it. Used a, a, uh, it was a news and intelligence agency. So I'm sure they have some, something that sort of like, you know, filters in uh, uh, comments left to, to see if there's been an increase. But then there's another one called... Uh, Inversoft Inks. Uh, so this is a clean speak profanity filtering software, which is used by companies that host uh, online communities and other discussion forums. And they said that the volume of filtered works, uh, filtered words of that same period, uh, tripled during <laughs> during wow. the time period. Oh, so people man. are using a lot more kind of just profanity in their lives. Now, uh, one thing uh, that's interesting here, and I think this is you know especially has interesting implications for for our listeners. 
listeners. Uh, a psychologist at Keele University found um, that, you know, people actually, when they use profanity, um, it makes them able to tolerate pain more effectively. Uh, mm. Basically, he did a the, the study involved people putting their submerging their hand in ice cold water. And he found that when people said a profanity, when it got really painful, they were able to extend it by a few minutes. And so it's not that I society saw that study. Wow. I yeah, saw it, that. Like, I, I believe this. So it's, you know, I, <laughs> so I think especially I. like, you know, I think there you, you, a lot of people would want to probably talk about the moral implications, this of maybe people are just getting, you know, more blue and how they talk. But I really do think that linking those two studies, the increase of the use of profanity and a, a knowing link between how people have learned to kind of self tolerate pain by using certain terms. It really shows like a real need in our culture that people have to have some sort of healthy release from all of this anxiety that's been brought on by the pandemic. So I I think especially for our leader, our, our listeners who who are, are Christians and want to kind of understand the needs of, of culture, this is really telling. It's not just people are angry. I mean, mm. sure, they probably are angrier, but this is a pain tolerance mechanism. And when you see somebody expressing themselves in that way, it's not necessarily an indication that they're like a bad person or immoral person. It's that it could be that that person is dealing with a lot of personal trauma and pain in that moment. And this is just a way to get through it. So I thought it was an interesting study, but also, to, I'm reading this from Science That Matters, discoverymagazine.com. Uh-huh. To, to deconstruct this myth in 20, so it, hold up. To deconstruct this myth in 2015, Jay and a research team explored another possibility that fluency is fluency regarding of linguistic content. Psychologists found that an individual's fluency in the English language was linked to the fluency in swearing. In other words, swearing may actually be a sign of greater intellect, not less, and a more mm. robust vocabulary. Get the out of here. <laughs> I think I think Christian cussing is takes way more intellect because you got to come up live Christian with the cussing? twist with the other way to say the thing. So, Son of a biscuit eater. It's like two layers. <laughs> you two know, layers like that. Yeah. Okay. Like, Christian that? cussing is Ned Flanders is a genius. We yeah. just gonna say that. No you, lie. Because he, he found every other word. If you're using profanity as a way to release anxiety and stress in your life, you know, there's other opportunities. You know, there's therapy, there's jogging, there's other things you can do, right? Or there's just you a good old F-bomb. Good old cuss word. Good old, good old F-bomb or keep the psychologist away. There you go. <laughs> I did I did see that study, though, that they put had people put their hands in the ice water buckets and, the, and then the people who just cursed the entire times absolutely unequivocally were able to keep their hand in there a lot longer than the people who did not cuss at all. Yeah. I, I, do, I do think that's interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. All right. What do you have, Jamie? Okay. So earlier we're talking about just our hope that someone can call in and tell us they had their baby on 222 at 222 PM or AM like Jesse. Brought right. up. So this, is, this right. is what Good we're looking point. forward to here. Uh, but recently uh, back in December of last uh, year, 2021. Okay. Get this. Are you ready? A woman had her baby in her car. We've heard of this before. This isn't the first time we've heard of a woman having a baby in a car, right? Right, right, right. She was in a Tesla in the passenger seat and her husband was in the driver's seat, but he needed to tend to his woman. So he put it on automatic. That car drove them to the hospital while he helped his wife deliver their baby girl in the front seat of their Tesla. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And two things that we also- He didn't also, want to pull over. He didn't want to just pull over like traffic. a normal person. They were stuck in traffic oh, okay. going really slow. And so he just yeah. kind of put it on automatic. He said he would check every once in a while to make sure how it was going. They had their baby in the car. He said he was able to go get it cleaned up real quick before he took his wife home the next day. <laughs> and they're thinking about <laughs> buying it out of their lease since it's so, so special to them. <laughs> what? Wait a second. Is it the auto drive? Don't you have to have your hand on the wheel? He had his left hand. You're right. Good job. He had his left hand on the wheel and he was helping her with his right hand. Now, I'm not familiar with a lot of lease agreements, but I think (laughs) a live childbirth in the front seat. I'm pretty sure they're buying that car. He bought that car. It's his. Yeah, yeah it's his car. I'm going to return it. Just a piece of, we might want to get to some detail. If you know what I mean. A <laughs> uh, <laughs> little bit of uh, amniotic fluid. Just don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> I'm sure we get this clean right up. Get a little oh, armor good. all. It's good for out, your hair. You know. So, yeah. Congrats to them. Yeah. Congrats to this carpet amazing. All right. What do you have, Derek? Hey, so um, how many of y'all read your syllabus in college? I mean, I mean, you got a syllabus. You did get you the read main it? points? No, I main points. I mean, did you read Jesse? Jesse, you like a syllabus no. reader? Are you a syllabus reader? Oh, or are you a syllabus not, reader? Not in college. <laughs> I, would, I, I kind of assume that the professor would point out yeah. the important stuff on the first day of class. Yeah. You know, make yeah. sure that you. Well, check this to, out. You know. So there's a professor at, at the University of Tennessee who had a cash prize for anyone who read the syllabus fully. So it was like a treasure hunt thing in there. Like he's like, he has the syllabus and then he's like, Hey, also, if you read this, there's a, a cash prize in a locker. And if you find the first person to find it, it's theirs. Just leave your name and, uh, you know, leave your name at what time you found it. So he didn't tell them. He just it buried, just buried it, a clue inside the syllabus. He said, read y'all syllabus, but he did not tell them about exactly. this Exactly. He just part. says, read, this, okay. read the syllabus. And he had a little Easter egg in there that's like, yo, and when, you know, if you read it, you would have found the, the, the money. No one read it. So how many students it. got not the money? one no. person. Wow. He goes to the locker and it's still there. So he's $50 richer. I mean, he keeps, gets to keep his $50 and said the students have been a good sport about it. You know, I mean, this, this literally got on CNN, but I thought it was really cool. You know, I, I know I didn't, I, I didn't even really do homework in college. I'm going to keep it real. So I just, you know, I next was a, semester I was people sign up student. to take his class though. They're going to be reading that syllabus. And oh yeah, absolutely. They're ready. They're, I do not support these mind games with these college kids. Okay. <laughs> For one, <laughs> why do you need a syllabus? Okay. If I'm taking humanities class, like I, I got it. I show up, learn about humanities. Why do I need to read some long document for my professor's vanity here? Okay. The syllabus sh- should be one sentence. Learn humanities this semester. <laughs> it, the syllabus it tells breaks you when down your tests are, assignments like the percentage of your grade. Yeah. It should be pretty intuitive. And expectations for the class. I mean, show my expectations up. are to learn humanities 101. Jesse, Jesse, let me ask you this. Do you read when you have like an Ikea thing to put together? Do you read the instructions the or garbage. do you just start going straight to the garbage? You said straight because... to the garbage. You don't even get like a feeling. You just laying out everywhere. I'll figure it out. I'll take a couple shortcuts. Do too. not sit in a chair at Jesse Carey's house. Are you the you one know? that when you're done, you, you have extra screws? You don't know where they go. Got a whole drawer full. Whole drawer full. I make my own projects with them. I got Alan wrenches for days, y'all. 
<laughs> this yeah, man Jesse whole living room living on a prayer right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why is this creaking? I'm molded, why look, is this creaking? I look at I looked at them like Legos. I combine pieces of a, IKEA furniture. <laughs> you would not believe yeah. the stuff I'm making. I'm I'm freestyling. There's two types of mm-hmm. Lego people in the world, and the first Lego movie identified it. It's the people who create like out of their imagination, mm-hmm. and there's the people who are letter of the law. Dot the I's, cross the T's, follow the instructions. Right. There's a proper way of doing Legos. I am of the latter. So I am very much a read the instructions, follow the instructions person. Jesse, I know for a fact, is a wing it, figure <laughs> it out, get it pretty close, and move on kind of a guy. Exactly. So. Because the thing with Le- it's like I can look at the picture, I see what it's supposed to look like. If you haven't seen right. my enhanced version, let me take a <laughs> let me take a stab at this. Okay, I'm not doing anything that can't be undone here. So you're the nailed it of Legos, in other words. Yep. Exactly. It's like it's just good <laughs> enough is good enough. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Don't let hey, don't let perfect be the enemy of just fine. Okay? Like everything's just fine here. All right? I don't need to be perfect. All right? And these aren't going these are going to the IKEA showroom. Okay. So instead of the Millennium Falcon, it's like the, the Millennium Chicken or something. Like it's uh-huh. like one of the wings are shorter than it's, the other ones. Doodles. If I want to see a picture, the Millennium Derek, if Doodles. I, if I want a picture of a Millennium Falcon, I can just Google it on my phone. It's about a million are going to come up. If I want to see an invention right. that came out of my mind with pieces of the Millennium Falcon, it's one of one, baby. It's like an NFT. It's, it's like, like Bat- gorilla Batman, NFTs. Batman is hanging on the side of the Millennium Falcon wing. I'm, I'm combining franchise. I've I've got the the Marvel, DC, you you know, universe. I got a couple that are like knockoff Lego brands that I'm jamming in there. There's no rules that don't apply here. Oh, man. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Nish Wieseth joins us. Listening to One Day, the song is Love for You. Well, this week we're launching a new limited content series called New You. This is how we're starting out the year. It's an eight week series that'll help equip you to start off 2022 in the best mental, spiritual, and emotional health of your life. The series is presented by our friends at UHSM. And every week we'll be speaking with leaders and experts on ways we can be healthier in spirit, mind, and body. We'll post new articles every Tuesday and Thursday at relevantmagazine.com. And also, we will have a special segment each Tuesday here on the podcast where you'll hear the conversations that are part of the series. Well, our guest this week is Nish Wieseth. She's an author, speaker, and spiritual director. She's been an active voice in the conversation around deconstruction, entering into an important dialogue about spiritual beliefs. As deconstruction talks have grown wider and wider over the last few years, we thought it was important to sit down and discuss what deconstruction actually looks like, how how it can be used to help grow your faith, and why so many people are deconstructing now. Here's our conversation with Nish Wieseth. Give me sort of this is maybe a two part question. Could you give me a very like bare bones definition of what you mean when you were use the word deconstruction, 
and maybe where you see that word sort of misused when you see it talked about in the broader public sphere. Deconstruction, as I have come to know it through my work and through study and through history and looking at people's experiences, I've used this example before that it's like the game Kerplunk. It's like this this like plastic encasement. It's empty on the bottom, but the top has all these holes in it. And you put a bunch of straws through the uh, holes, okay? Uh, uh. And then you pour a bunch of marbles on top, okay? And everybody takes turns pulling out the straws. And sometimes you pull out a straw and some of the marbles shift. That's what I would call like lowercase deconstruction, just a small shift. And then someone at some point, it can be you, or it can be someone else, will pull a straw out and all the marbles fall through. Right. That's deconstruction. Okay. And what I mean by that is that it is, so the, the shifting, the small shifting of marbles, as it were, would be like a changing of a theological opinion on one issue. It would be maybe a change in preference on liturgy or style of church or preaching or something with a little, I don't want to say lower consequence because some theological shifts can have pretty high consequence, but it's not a faith crisis as we would probably define it. The capital D deconstruction, big deconstruction, which is what most people are talking about right now. Yeah is when all the marbles fall. It's a massive faith crisis. Now, how I see it being misused, or that term being kind of misappropriated, is I think a lot of people are conflating the process of deconstruction and the end result, sometimes, of deconversion. And I think those are two different things. In your work, and I know there's a lot of potential answers for this, but why do people start this process? What leads to people deconstructing? I have seen people come to me because of deconstruction and it has started because of a betrayal that happened in church. I've seen people start the process of deconstruction over bigger systemic issues around racism and white supremacy church's complicity in those issues, the treatment of LGBTQ people, treatment of women, kind of some more like, I guess, social issues has forced them into a period of deconstruction where they're kind of re-examining like, oh, why? Wait a second. I was told this my whole life. Why do I believe this? Right. And then everything else starts to fall. I've seen people start deconstruction a lot of times, I think. Because they felt a restlessness by the Spirit of God Hmm. that something wasn't right. And so they went to investigate that in good faith and ended up in a process of deconstruction. And it's not to say that that's not, there aren't overlapping things there, right? So someone reevaluating white supremacy. I would argue, is probably led by the Spirit of God. <laughs> and so, like, you know, that's that's a good thing. So it's not that these things are mutually exclusive. But there are a million and one reasons why. A big one that I have seen 
in my own work over the course of the last four years was the disillusionment with the evangelical system around the 2016 election. I think that was a huge catalyst for folks. It seems to me that this is something that this process could be something that people who read this, listen to this, could be going through without even really knowing there's a name for it or that there's a, that this is a process. That, so, so what, broadly speaking, what are some signs that people can look for in their own spiritual life, in their social life, in their cultural experience that would be a sign that maybe you should be paying attention there? there could This could be a process that would be worth paying attention to and, and taking on seriously and deliberately. I think... A deep sense of confusion and unrest, internal and unrest in one's spirit and soul is an indicator. I think when someone brings up either a social issue, theological issue, that all of a sudden you feel yourself kind of squirm and tense up, you you, Mm. you sense tension, Mm -hmm. is probably an indicator. And again, not necessarily indicator of big faith crisis deconstruction, but that something is left unresolved that maybe needs some examining, right? Because like Mm -hmm. we said, that's deconstruction. Mm -hmm. It's just an examining of one's faith. And so anything that would, that you think would cause you to pause and look and examine and be curious is an indicator that deconstruction of any kind, of any you know, intensity might be on the precipice, if that makes sense, or on the threshold. In your in your experience or personal experience or your work, um, Richard Rohr, at least in his writing about this, talks about that period of reconstruction that can follow deconstruction. And in his mind, this is a pretty strictly demarcated season, or at least it was at the time. I, I don't know that that's still the case. Um, but that process isn't talked about as much, has not really had the same sort of uh, cultural renaissance that we've seen with deconstruction. Do you have any wisdom about what that process can look like or, or how to best go about that? Is that is it just as simple as I didn't believe this and now I believe this? Sometimes it can. Sure. Sometimes it can look like just a shift in belief. But I think one of the questions around deconstruction is if I were to have a faith, if I want to, if, if there's even anything to hang on to here, right? So you're at the end of deconstruction, you've dismantled it all, you've taken stock of everything, and then you're left with all of this stuff. Now it's time to figure out, well, how the heck am I going to put this back together in a way that makes sense? The first question that I ask people is, what do you want? What do you want it to look like? Mm -hmm. I know I'll get a lot of pushback on that, but I think we need to get in the habit of asking ourselves that question because when I do ask that question, most people respond with, I want to feel a deep connection with God when they want to reconstruct or build back, right? And that is a God-given desire. It is. And so that's a, that's a good place to start. It's like, okay, you want a deep connection with God. Okay, so let's think through 
what's the context of your life? What does this book yeah. like? What is your thoughts on church? And then you start kind of going through all of the things that you dismantled and go, okay, what would a deep connection with God look like with the things that I can hold to be true? And then you start to build from there. And it's going to look different for everybody. Some people, it's going to look like a denominational shift. Some people, it's going to look like just a shift in one area of theology. And for some, it's going to, rare, but some it's going to look pretty similar to what they came from. Hmm. Um, because that's what feels comfortable. And they took stock of everything and said, oh, okay, I, I understand. And I know where yeah. I came from. And I got, I understand why I got here. Feel okay about it. I'm going to move into kind of building this back in the same way that deconstruction is very personal. So is reconstruction. And it has to start with whatever God-given desires are in our hearts and in our spirits. was Nish Wieseth. You can read more of that conversation about deconstruction in the winter issue of Relevant. It's available now. Just go to relevantmagazine.com, click on the magazine tab. It's right there for free. Don't miss it. Okay, stay tuned up next. It's our first game of 2022. to Clyro. The song is forever. All right, it's time for good news for people who like fake news. Good news for people who like fake news. Well, we are in 2022 oh, no. and 2021 was quite the year. So much happened that it's difficult to keep up with it all, especially when so much of the news you did hear turned out to be fake. Yes, fake news continued to be a major problem in 2021 with misinformation, conspiracies and incendiary headlines often making it difficult to know what to believe. In this game, each of you will be given an actual headline from a major news outlet that was published in 2021. These are not weird fringe websites. These are major news outlets. In each headline, one word will be missing. And then I will give you three options and you will select the correct word to complete the headline given the options. If you select correctly, you'll be given a point. If you select wrong, you will be part of the spread of misinformation tearing the public apart. So here we go. Okay, so Cameron, real quick, the word we pick makes it a true story. Correct. Got it. You will try to figure out of the three options, which is the actual word that completed the headline. Jesse, you're up first. Canada taps into strategic reserves to deal with massive shortage of blank. Is it hockey pucks, maple syrup, or beaver bark? I don't even know what beaver bark is, but I'm pretty certain if there's ever an emergency, it's that maple syrup is running out. We could deal without hockey for a little while. It's got to be maple syrup. It is maple syrup. Correct. Apparently, they have strategic reserves of maple syrup up there. I had no idea. It's crazy. All right. I'm, I'm happy Just, for uh, Jamie, <laughs> Jamie, you're up. A broken toilet on SpaceX capsule means astronauts will return to Earth in blank. Is it the bathroom, cryogenic sleep, or diapers? Thankfully, this was one of my slices last year. I'm going with the diapers. 
Diapers is correct. All right, we have a tie. All right, Derek, you're up. A retired utility worker has blank dot 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 for the second time. Is it won the lottery, been struck by lightning, or been buried alive? Are you gonna give me this crazy? What you saying was <laughs> a retired utility won worker has blank struck. for the second time won the lottery, been struck by lightning, or been buried alive? You know what? I'm gonna go with the positive one. I'm gonna hope my man has been won the lottery twice because I don't want him. To. He won the lottery twice. That's, That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Good for That's that guy. Good. Are people actually buried right. alive anymore? This is well, what I, this is 2022, guys. Man, uh, I, I've seen. I mean, sheesh. I watched Step Brothers. He tried to like bury his brother alive. Marlena did on Days of Our Lives when I was in college. Yep. Some mm. listeners think maybe it's that. more of a movie and TV thing. Almost every day. Yep. Every day. <laughs> people don't even talk about it. All right, Jesse. Jesse, you're up. Here Shallow we go. A potato. These are actual headlines. Actual headlines. Major news outlets of things that happened in 2021. Okay, a potato the size of a blank is found in New Zealand. A potato <laughs> the size of a blank is found in New Zealand. Is it marble, small dog, or microwave? Uh... I mean, I don't know which is. I feel like, how would they even know? How would they find a marble sized potato and be like, oh, this is a potato? I mean, and all potatoes got to start some size. Just because I've never seen a right. marble one, I, I think would every assume potato is marble yeah. size at some I point. I assume in they just materialize like the size of oblong <laughs> softball. I'll go, I'll go, yeah. I go microwave here. Small dog is the correct answer for that headline. How did that make? Um, how did that make national news or, or yeah, international news? Okay, I think like, small dog is news. very like subjective too. Like yeah. what small is how, in like five small pounds, of a ten dog, pounds? Right. I yeah, yeah. yeah. potato size. I'm pretty sure yeah. I've a eat, potato sized dog. I've eaten a sweet potato that's you know it's about the size of a football at Texas Roadhouse. So I'm not that <laughs> impressed, New <laughs> Zealand. <laughs> All right, Jamie, you're up. Here's the headline: okay. Spiders can have blank. Exclamation point. Spiders can have blank. Ready? Arachnophobia, depression, or dreams? Oh my gosh. How do, who, this is, who, who no knows one can know the answer headline. to that. No one knows headline. this. Right. If you kept up on the news, it's an actual headline from a major news outlet. I'm going to say that spiders can actually be scared of themselves. Arachnophobia is the correct answer. Can, can I? Well, I have a question crazy. to ask you. Who? It's, you know, who's what? Academic researcher exactly. is is spending their and whole career trying to ascertain this, and then they finally bring it. It's like, what are we supposed to do with this information? Right. Okay. It's like, I <laughs> guess change it's about cool. our lives. Yeah. It's like, well, and also, is it arachnophobia or is it just I'm scared a of a spider that might kill me? Spider <laughs> yeah. trying to scare spider. or dominate a little tiny yes. spider, and the little tiny spider trying to protect itself. It's not arachnophobia. It's just protection from a predator. Right. Just like I'm scared of Terry Crews. I wouldn't want to fight Terry Crews. I don't mean I'm scared of humans. I just don't want to just don't want them to beat me up. It, 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 are they suggesting go. that if you're afraid of spiders, in like just carry a little pocket mirror with you and you can just oh, look out, look out, here's you. Like, what is the use of this knowledge? What are we doing here? Okay, yeah. what yeah. we have a pandemic sweeping the globe. Yes, we need our best minds. Not worried about a spiders. Worry about other spiders. We got human worries here, people. That's right. All right, Derek, you're up. Here we go. Actual headline from 2021. Self-driving Waymo cars blank in a San Francisco neighborhood confusing residents. Okay. Is it burst into flames, mutate, or gather? I'd be pretty concerned about cars, a bunch of specific cars gathering. So, yeah, I think (laughs) gather might be the one. 
That is the actual word. Yeah. Uh, Apparently in San Francisco, a bunch of Waymo self-driving cars just started gathering together that in the would, neighborhood, that would be freaking out the residents. Yeah, I would be concerned too. <laughs> hey, it's happening. This is like the, the robot takeover. We're there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, here we go. Jesse, you're up. Two, two, one. Here we go. All right, Jesse, you're behind. You got to catch up. Here okay. we go. Uh, this round, everything's worth two points. Right. Ready? Two points. Okay. Jesse, a blank attacked a U.S. Army Special Operations Unit in California. Is it ninja with a sword, chimpanzee with a backpack, or a gang of children? I, what is I, the headline? I do know that this was a ninja. This was a ninja attack. A ninja with a sword attacked a U.S. Oh, Army yeah. Special <laughs> Operations Unit in California. <laughs> Yeah, I feel Y'all like they learned a very, me, very valuable weapons. <laughs> do not, do not attack a you know the most highly trained uh, tactical experts in the world with uh, you know Katani probably sword, got at the mall. Yeah. They gonna vaporize you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Jamie, you're up. A blank performs better than Warren Buffett and the S and P 500. Is it a co- cosplayer on house arrest, a crypto trading hamster, or a randomized algorithm? A blank performs better than Warren Buffett and the S and P five hundred. I don't even know what half this stuff means. So, a cosplayer on house arrest, a crypto trading hamster, or a randomized algorithm. Hey, because I love you, just think of the most absurd thing there, and just well, the most absurd is the hamster. So I'll go with the hamster. A crypto trading hamster is the correct. (laughs) Derek for the win. (laughs) It's because I love you. It's because I love you. I was like, yo, you got to get this one right. All right. I'm about to All get right, this one. Derek, let's see if she returns the favor. Mm-hmm. Here's yours. Let's go. A 10 foot wide blank in Boston sells for 1.25 million. Oh, gosh. Is it cassette tape, golden bathtub, or house? You 10 see, foot wide blank in Boston sells for 1.25 million. Wide cassette tape is what I'm going with. House. House. Okay. Oh, my gosh. House. A 10 foot wide house in Boston. Wow. That made, that made more cramped. sense. All right, final round. Let's go. Here we go. We're three points. What are, what's our score total right now? So <clears throat> Jesse has two. Um, Derek has Jesse two. Jesse has Jimmy. three because last round was Jesse. worth two points. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so Jesse has three. Jesse has three. J- uh, Derek has two, and Jamie has four. Uh, there you go. All right. all right. This last round worth three points. It's anyone's game. Here we go. Let's go. Jesse, you're up. Blank is the ice cream flavor you never thought you'd need, and now it's hard to get. <laughs> this is, is touchy. it? This is so mac and frustrating. cheese, Tabasco, or ranch dressing Ugh. is the ice cream flavor you never thought you need, and now it's hard to get. Well, talking about <clears throat> ice cream only psychos would eat. I'm probably going to go ranch dressing here. That seems the most plausible. Mac and cheese is the actual oh headline. Gosh. Mac and cheese ice cream oh, flavor. Oh. I'm gonna, you I'm can't get it because it's disgusting. I'm gonna pass. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna All right, Jamie, you're up. Actually, if you get this, Jamie, then you, you take it home. So uh, here we go. No pressure. A small Florida town accidentally sold its blank for $55,000. Is it high school, water tower, or property deed? A small Florida town accidentally sold its blank for $55,000. I'm going to go that they accidentally sold their property deed. Uh, water tower. Oh. The town didn't mean All to right. sell its water right. tower. Somebody right. snatched it up. Let's get it. Time All for right. me to win right, it. Derek, you can win with this one. Here we I'm go. I'm ready to win Balloon it. Boy, Balloon Boy parents blank by Colorado governor for 2009 hoax. One more time. You said Balloon, Balloon, Boy. Balloon Boy. Balloon Boy is in quotes. Yeah. Okay. Balloon Boy parents blank. By Colorado governor for 2009 hoax. Is it commemorated, denounced, or pardoned? 
Balloon Boy is parents. one of these. Oh, the parents of the Balloon Boy. Yeah. Were blank by the Colorado governor for the 2009 hoax. Commemorated, denounced, or pardoned? Pardoned. That is correct. You win the game. Good job, Dan. I was just thinking, you know, it's You funny. paid more attention in 2021 than anybody else. Hey, I was just having a conversation about that balloon boy thing. You guys remember that? They, 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 they <laughs> no, were watching. I don't. I have so, no clue what you're talking about. I was just, they were pardoned, so they must have done something. I was, listening, I was just talking to somebody about this this weekend. It, it, it was back in like 10 years ago. It was one of those moments where yeah. everyone was watching, you know, turn on cable news at the same time. And there was like this like weather balloon type of thing that was just like this static shot of it floating over the desert. And the and these two parents were like, hey, my like five year old kid is in there floating away. And the nation watched <laughs> enraptured by what will happen to balloon boy only to find out after it landed. Uh, and, and like and this was on TV, and like fire departments come rushing up. There's no kid in there. Turned out he was just taking a nap. And I don't know. It was kind of blurry whether the parents did this for some sort of publicity thing or if the kid would, you know, if they just lost track of him. Good to know. But it makes me wonder, oh though, gosh. that was like 11 years ago. Are you telling me they've been in like prison since then? That seems like pretty harsh. Why are they just pardoning these people now? Like the Loom Boys come and gone. I think we've moved past it, but maybe they just wow. got expunged. That's actually frustrating because if like if he if they have been in jail, this kid has not had their kid, their parents, this yeah. kid's not had his parents for 11 years over them just lying. I'm well, like, maybe, that's a crazy maybe they lie. Just got, Maybe they haven't been in jail. Maybe he's just wiping the record, record clean. Yeah. I, you know, I don't listen, know. I, I, feel I, don't like, know I feel like that's one record you want. Like, if I'm applying for the job now. and they're like, look, it looks like you got a misdemeanor here in 2009. Can you please explain? <laughs> I'm Balloon Boy's parents. No way! I remember that! Hey, Balloon Boy! <laughs> this is going to be great on sales cars. Calls. Hey, listen, that's a great iceberg. We, we got Balloon Boy's dad on staff. Like... Um, yeah, it's like, hey, we already hired, last month we hired David after dentist dad. Now we got Balloon Boy's dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last one, if there was a need for a tiebreaker, was Octopus's Blank Fish, sometimes for no apparent reason. Do you remember that one? I remember that headline. No. Uh, scientists found out that octopuses or octopi uh, randomly would punch fish for no reason. Mm. As a fish would go by, it just like could punch it. They uh they found that out in 2021. Yeah, they, we, we, yeah, it we was a record. Good work, y'all. guys. Good work. We have they, did do some, they did do some time, but it was he purged their record. Is what happened. Balloon boy. Yeah. Again, again uh-huh. that's one you want on the record. That's a cool cry. And, and two, <laughs> so science. So we dedicate all this time to find out. So science can be like, hey, octopus are just kind of jerks, man. They, they just like <laughs> they, they, they are like the drunk guy spiders at the end of the bar. Afraid of spiders and octopus. So wait, they're just sucker punching just other marine life. Fish, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for good news for people who like fake news. Cameron, I got to tell you one more thing, real quick. I just looked up a, an article about the balloon boy. <laughs> after the after the governor said that, this is what the the husband said. He said, "I'm flying high. This is just fantastic." <laughs> He's oh, rubbing it so in. Funny. He is rubbing it in. <laughs> <laughs> Just yes. for that dad joke, he needs to get that thing put back on his yes. like, I don't want to burst yes. anyone's bubbles, but I am flying high right now. Yes. That guy is amazing. I want to have a parachute. Oh, I know he curses. He definitely curses for sure. Just going to leave anxiety. Yeah. You know. Well, before we wrap it, many thanks to Nish Seth for joining us today. Make sure to check out our full conversation about deconstruction with her and others in the winter issue of Relevant. You can find it at relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the magazine tab. Some good stuff. 
You'll also find pieces with like Shad, Lynn manuel Miranda, Andrew Garfield, Kirsten Powers. Some great stuff. It's chock full. Go check it out. And uh, help us spread word. Share some of the articles, post about it, get word out. All right. Also, make sure to head over to relevantstore.com. Every Friday, we're posting new apparel, um, uh, accessories, podcast fan stuff. And also, it's an exclusive place to get our brand new print edition of Relevant, our annual print edition. It's going to be shipping here in a couple of weeks. You don't want to miss out. Relevantstore.com. Take uh, advantage of the last little bit of our pre-sale, pre-order for the annual print editions happening right now at relevantstore.com. Also, uh, head over to relevantmagazine.com and click on the faith section every weekday. Right there, we have our Deeper Walk daily devotional series. It's presented by Lumo. There's a morning devotional email you can sign up for, or you can just check it out there at the site. Uh, some big plans for Deeper Walk this year. It is a great way to start your day, a great way to start your year. Go check out Deeper Walk presented by Lumo at relevantmagazine.com. Also, hey, if you like the show, help get word out. Uh, wherever you listen to it, Apple, Spotify, wherever, uh, go rate it and review the show. It helps us, helps the algorithm. And uh, we love seeing the feedback. Go check it out. Okay, on that note, we will wrap it up. I'm Cameron String. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner, the winner. The winner. And we will see you on February 2nd at 2.22 p.m. <laughs> no, no, sorry. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you on Friday. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on The Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Hey, don't let perfect be the enemy of just fine, okay? Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.